This podcast contains the best of those bad words and may contain difficult discussions of all things related to love, particularly the bad parts. Hello and welcome back to Bad at Love. Yeah, hey, what's going on? Oh, you know, life in general. Oh, that sounds really cheerful. Oh, wow. Well, it is very cheerful. Yeah. I I just think it's that great day. we are doing wonderful. We had six inches or more of snow last night that nobody knew we were going to get. I keep getting invites back to speed dating I'm on the excited. night of only a couple hours before. <laughs> Okay, one day we are actually going to go do it. I just think but it's it really just, funny that they keep fucking doing it because it's like, you got no plans. We know. You just no come here. Girl, so you might as well just come on. Come on. You know you want to. And every time I'm like, fuck, fuck you, you, Troy. <laughs> I don't blame you. Before we get started, um, go to our Facebook. Like it. Like our page. Go to our website. Rate, review us, enjoy everything we have to offer. Uh, it's bad at love. <laughs> bad al- I already said bad at love. Well, bad at our- love podcast. Yes. Yeah. So, so bad at love podcast for everything. We'd like to just say, I know that, I don't know if this is technically now being pre-recorded or if we're live. We're not still live because we still have some things to go ahead of mm. time. So technically this is still a part of our getting to know you series right. of podcasts. But so far we've launched... We are appreciating the love that we are receiving. Yes. Um, I have learned, this is Temu, I have learned that we should also be sharing our love. So we have been doing that as well. Every Wednesday, at least on Instagram, we're going to share the love Mm -hmm. for some other podcasts that we're listening to as well. Um, As we go more live, we will Mm -hmm. actually share the love in real time on our (laughs) show. But for now, we're doing that on the gram. So check us out there. Follow us. Please listen, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes and wherever else. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play, Player FM, and other places that you can get amazing podcasts. So we're kind of trying to cast the net wide so that everybody can be a part of our experience and you can share with us your own experience. And we do reply. I promise you. Yeah. We (laughs) We reply. We're active. I really feel like if we had a Facebook community that (laughs) our little, the notice that would say, you re- we reply within an hour. Yes. <laughs> and if Instagram did it, it would be, they reply within five minutes. So. <laughs> we have no lives. We're on it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, today's episode is going to be kind of based off of the teen crushes and the band love songs that we had back in our past. Right. Which I feel kind of do kind of go in hand in hand. They do. There are songs, at least for me, I don't believe you have many songs, Mallory. No, I don't. But um, these are songs that I have collected through my lifetime, and as things had gone horribly wrong, if you listen to (laughs) episode one and the second part of episode one, you'd see there's a point where I had had to stop listening to specific music because it would trigger certain emotions and bring back things of sadness that I was trying not to experience. So I literally banned, I think it's like 13 or 14 songs. <laughs> so what would happen if from you my rotation? I, I would never, no one plays them. 
No one knew. A, no one knows about it. B, only I, like, I really, I love music. Mm-hmm. And music for me does evoke emotion. Music can heal you. Music can change the mood that right. you're in and do those different things. So, if, and for me, being someone who's a very mercurial, melancholy person, it it does make me... It puts me into a specific place. Right. And so I didn't want to be put into that place of sadness. I didn't want to be placed in that place of having to be sad, think of horrible things, think of things that happened, think of things that could have been. There's all of those sorts of things that go into it for me when it comes to listening to these songs. And so it's been about, I banned them probably 2006, seven time frame. <laughs> and so I... Finally, open them back up into my playlist mm-hmm. rotations where if I played them or if I heard them, it was okay. It was fine and it didn't necessarily evoke that strong of a feeling anymore. So right. they didn't have as much resonance as they had in the past. Now I, they have them on playlists and I can listen to them and I'm just like, oh, this is such a beautiful song. And it mm. does bring you back to a place, but it doesn't right. bring me back to that the bad place, dark place of mm. me wanting to be like, oh God. I gotta, you know, right, do right, hard. Right. So that's why some of these these songs were banned in my world because they, for me, oh yeah, me and music. I I completely agree. I think that um, anything that's artful in that way does that. And music, I know for me too. I think the the reason why I don't have as many is a like as I've said in the back, like I've never been in love. But it. And so for me, I when I hear these songs, feel that, that matters. It's well, no, but when I hear songs that are all about this is how intense it is to me, I'm just like, oh, it's a song. Like, because I listened to music when I was younger, and I didn't have anybody, but it still was evoking that emotion of like, oh man, it would be great to be in that right, but it space. wouldn't cause me enough to ban it if that makes sense because sure. I hadn't been there. Versus, right. you know, that's the difference yeah. is that like I might hear it and I'd be like, oh, okay, this is this. Mm-hmm. But I would never get, you know, to that place of being like, I just can't listen to this because all it does is remind me of this person and makes me or situation that occurred to me exactly in that, you know, whatever. And I just can't. Um, I mean, I have other random songs that like me and a friend would listen to over and over and over on repeat that like, oh, for a while, you know. Like the Hamilton soundtrack. No, that would never happen to me. Oh, Um, no. (laughs) No, like, um... What was it? Uh, the Proclaimers, 500 Miles. Mm-hmm. That was a huge one in my life for a very long time. Yeah. And then after my friendship ended, it was one of those, like, where I was like, you know, this doesn't have the same meaning anymore. And it shouldn't have because it was a stupid song to begin oh with. Oh, my God. It's still not. I'm finally getting to the point where I can, like, listen to it now. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, so that's what know. I mean. But it wasn't the thing of, like, me doing that. Like, it's not a situational. It was more of, like, a that's what we did together. We would go sure. on a road trip and listen right. for and an hour just that song. That is ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. And so that's one of those things where it's, like, now, you know, right after all that happened, I was, like, I can't listen to this. Because, sure. because it was just, it just something we shared. Exactly. It takes two places. Exactly. And you didn't take me to be taken to that place. So I get that. I understand that part. I think we should start with you because I really have nothing else. Yeah, Mallory doesn't have the songs <laughs> part of this, so I guess since I... I just grew out of my songs. I'm long in the tooth and, you know, whatever, that I have all the songs. <laughs> That's not what so, it is. 
I, of course, obviously, I live in Minnesota now. The reason why I came here partially was because I met someone who we connected through Prince back in the day. And obviously, Prince is one of my most favorite artists in the world. And um, so this particular song is beautiful and very just lovely and meaningful. And I actually found out some more information about it. So I'm going to share that first before I play like a few quick hot seconds of it. And then I'll start reading. Um, I don't think you guys want me to sing it, but you know, a couple more <laughs> I would say, yeah, sips the, of my water bottle. <laughs> I might. The most um, important part is what I would say to read out. And I'll read it kind of like I was reading in a spoken word. I was going to say, like, be like, and I just thought, oh yeah, I'll do. You are sitting there. I'll do my best. There's where you. But I might. Sit. I might have a harder time with Prince just because of my reverence for him. So I might not do. I wish that. that was the one shocking thing that I had when I was looking through your stuff. I think you were sitting across from me when I was looking at your list, and I said, "Wait, Prince is on there." And you're like, yeah. Well, because I I was like, I can't imagine you banning one of his songs. Oh, of course I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's also, you know, April coming up, and it's also hard to, I don't listen to Sometimes It Snows in April because it reminds me of when he died, and so I can't do it. So um, I will read this little snippet from an article that I found from Diffuser magazine written by Mike Joseph. So... The song, like several on this album, Sign of the Times, was reportedly written by Susanna Melvin, twin sister of Revolution guitarist Wendy. So those of you who know Prince, Wendy, and Lisa. And uh, she was an adjunct member of the band herself. She was also in a tumultuous relationship with Prince at the time and was even engaged to him at one point. When Adore was released in the spring of 1987, the relationship had run its course, leaving it to stand perhaps as a stunning snapshot of the deep feelings Prince had for Susanna. Prince was clearly smitten with her and certainly seems to be reflective in the relative maturity of the song, especially when compared to Prince's previous lyrical output. Sure, he'd written his fair share of songs about infatuation or sexual attraction in the decade prior, but only rarely did the lyrical content of these songs explore a desire to do anything other than bump uglies. (laughs) Adore finds Prince exploring something deeper. He acknowledges the seriousness of his feelings by explaining how he's not interested in sex just for sport, the lyric, I ain't fucking just for kicks, no, and by promising he'll give up all of his possessions for the love of his partner, except for one, well, maybe not his ride. He falls into brief preacher's reverie singing, do you know what I'm saying to you this evening, in cadence that would be familiar to anyone who's attended a black church. He even demonstrates his maturity by calling back to the second verse of 1979's I Want to Be Your Lover, telling his partner he's ready to be more than your mother, more than your brother. As Michelangelo Matos writes in his 33 and a third book on Sign of the Times, Prince means every single word of it, or rather, every last fucking dappled, gold, embossed, spangled, dewy-eyed, iridescent, opalescent. That's right. The song emanates light and it diffracts it. <laughs> Incense permeated, sweet time talking, defenses breaking, manifest destiny, love sweet, love second of it. So that's, um, I thought was pretty on point for how I kind of feel about the song. And actually, um, there was a point when I actually saw Prince's concert. This was what he was doing in the round when he came out with, he had gone through his shit and he kind of went kind of, loopy for a while and was Jehovah's Witness and doing all kinds of crazy stuff but then he came back can't remember the album um he came out with this whole concert tour and my roommate and I went to it 
in Denver, and this is when I was still with Sven. Adore, he played Adore, and I was like, oh my god, I'm finally hearing this, like, live, and <laughs> it was amazing, and I literally called him up, and I played it for him while he was actually singing it, Aww. because it, that's how much it meant, and I, I believed, I believed in that song, I believed in us at the time, and of course, like, ten months later, we were broken up, but you know, never mind. That's how it goes, <laughs> that's how it goes. But, so that's Adore, and that's on Side of the Times, and I'm gonna do... Two seconds of it. Okay. I'm going to try my best to read it and not fuck it up. So, the whole thing. No. Okay. I have just like a couple of bits. Okay. And for me, like, I had this, also had this argument with like a professor when I was in college the first time around where I used Prince as my favorite poet and she was like well he's a musical artist blah 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 like he can't be and I was like bitch please like hello this is poetry right here because she's telling me Tupac is a fucking poet but he's not a poet well you can suck my nuts even though I don't have any but anyway (laughs) so there you go I really do believe that he's a poet but again I could probably be slightly biased but well it's not just that just anybody who writes music it's poetry it's poetry no matter what you say it is so so here we go this is a door by Prince. It's on the album Sign of the Times. Came out in 1987. Aw, see here that Where I was born. born yet? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Until the end of time, I'll be there for you. You own my heart and mind. I truly adore you. If God one day struck me blind, your beauty I'd still see. Love is too weak to define just what you mean to me. From the first moment I saw you, I'm not going to go with the ooze. I knew you were the one. That night I had to call you. I was rapping till the sun came up. That means talking on the phone. <sighs> Telling you just how fine you look. In a word, you were sex. All of my cool attitude you took. My body was next. You made love to me like you were afraid. Was you afraid of me? Was I the first? Was I your every fantasy? That's why, until the end of time, I'll be there for you. You own my heart and mind. I truly adore you. If God one day struck me blind, you beauty I'd still see. Love is too weak to define just what you mean to me. So there you go. That is my probably number one most favorite apron song and probably my number one most favorite ballad. If I ever got married, like that's the song I would dance to. Even today, I didn't know that it was banned at one point. Yeah. Well, it means... That's great. Because it wouldn't be... Obviously, if I actually found a relationship, it wouldn't be banned, but... It has always been that song to me, and so it always holds a special place in my heart. And I'm also very grateful that I've gotten to see him perform it live before he died. Mm, so mm. Um, there's that. Next song. <laughs> <sighs> so the next song is um, "I Can't Make You Love Me" by Bonnie Raitt. It's not the. It's not the Britney Spears. She sang this? She, she had one that, no, not that song. Okay. She had another song no, about, like, like, Can't Make You Love Me. Again, Prince also remade this song. It is on Emancipation, so you can take a listen to that one, too. It's also very amazing, but that's later on in time. But she is, is the first person to sing this song and kicked its ass, and it is hauntingly beautiful. It is so, it breaks my heart, and when I... Bam, the song was around the time that Bjorn and I were ending. And literally, I'm not shitting you, this song popped into my mind 
the last night that I was there and laying next to him, or actually laying on the floor because I didn't want to sleep with him right. in the same bed. But I was literally singing. This was going through my mind as we that whole situation was ending and everything was kind of falling into place for me. Like, this was your mistake. No. <laughs> like, you can't have this happen because... And um, so I will play a few seconds of it as well. Also, Bruce Hornsby of Bruce Hornsby and the Range is playing the, the piano. It's okay. I don't know what that is. But. Okay. So now I'm going to read for you a little bit of the article I found in the LA Times in 2014 about this particular song. I'm choking up just talking about it. Every night when I sing it, I go back to my younger self when my heart was broken and I was so desperate to have the person just give me that one more night. I mean, that is devastating. And also, I've left somebody and stayed with them longer than I should have because they begged me not to leave yet. So I will read to you some of the lyrics to this song. Actually, I'll probably read the whole thing. Not that long. (laughs) So it's turn down the lights, turn down the bed, Turn down these voices inside my head. Lay down with me. Tell me no lies. Just hold me close. Don't patronize. Don't patronize me. Because I can't make you love me if you don't. You can't make your heart feel something it won't. Here in the dark, which is what had happened to me, Mm. in these final hours, which they were the last final hours, (laughs) I will lay down my heart and I'll feel the power, but you won't. And that is the truth. No, you won't. Because I can't make you love me if you don't. I'll close my eyes. Then I won't see the love you don't feel when you're holding me. And that is a trip because that is some shit. Because that just means you're in a one-sided relationship and you're fucking a lunatic. But okay, whatever. (laughs) Morning will come and I'll do what's right. Just give me till then to give up this fight. And I will give up this fight. So that is... I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt from the Luck of the Draw album, 1991. And not the Britney Spears version. I don't even know what that is, and I pray to God she didn't remake it because that'd be terrible. No, it wasn't a remake. It was the, like, I think the song was either I Can't Make You Love Me. I know that was part of the chorus, but it was I'm Just a Girl Who Has a Crush on You. I don't know, girl. I don't know. I stopped listening to Britney after, like, Slave for You times, so. Well, that was before that. Was it in, like, Baby One More Time? It was either that one or the next one. I can't remember. Those are the only two albums I ever had, and that was because I was a teen. So after that, I pretty much never owned anything from her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Screw you, Brit. It wasn't that. It was just, no, I, I, was, like, I was way more into Jewel at the time. Oh, Completely different. God. So... You want to talk about you would listen in your, you know, house. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what I would do is I would listen to her and I would play video games. Or not actual. Actually, with video games, it was something different. But it was Christina Aguilera for video games, depending (laughs) on what I was doing. I know. I was the weirdest teen in all the land. Let's just be real. Wait a minute. (laughs) When okay. the stripped album came out, I couldn't stop listening. So you're playing dirty all the time. Everybody's going to no, eat. No, not dirty. Beautiful. I actually skipped that one all the time. Love that song. Um, Beautiful's pretty good. Yeah. No, I was doing more of 
Stronger. Uh-huh. And then uh, I'm trying to think of what the fourth one on there was. The fourth song that was on the album. I think it was the fourth one. Well, Spotify. I know. Um, it was the one where it started off with... It started off with just, like, the guitar, like, going doot, 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 and then... Really? Yeah, doot, yeah, doot, And doot. then, like, it was just pretty much... <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and then after that, it was pretty much just uh, cymbals on a drum. Hang on, I'm Make me it. over. Make me over. Maybe that was closer oh, to the end. Maybe it wasn't the fourth one. Drip. I listened to pretty much all the music on that album constantly. I'm sure, I just except Dirty, dirty. Rap. Well, it was just because of that. What did I don't you say? Hate Fighter? Rap. Fighter, I think it was. Isn't that the second song? That song. Yes. There's that one I listen to all. That's the fourth song on the album. Yeah, that's why I know that. And you listen to Beautiful. I listen to to all of them on there except for Dirty. I kind of was like, man, I don't know why. I love that whole album. I still love that. When I went on a road trip with my mom. And she was like, I don't really like because she listen, watches The Voice. Mm-hmm. And so obsessed with it, but she never listened to any of her music. And so we went on a road trip. She was like, Do you have any? I was like, Oh, well, I have some of her music. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm a fan. So we listened to that. And I was like, I can't believe I remember every single word. And I was like, I can totally believe I remember every single fucking word because I listened to this album nonstop. <laughs> Christina. Does Spotify go by last name or first name? Bring me alarm and I'm throwing elbows. <laughs> Sorry. It must be by C. It's Christina Aguilera. What are you trying to find? Well, I was going by A. I was going by last name. No. Just type in Christina Aguilera. I found it fast. Anyway, back to my shit. <laughs> I want to just like say I'm sorry that you had to grow up in a time where music wasn't as it's great. There it is. See, it's just even just the stripped album too. Yeah, I know. I just found it and played. Oh, no, well, two I was looking through it. my albums. Oh, I was afraid to type anything. I didn't want to like screw up what was going on in the background. Okay. I mean, I, there we go. Like, I listened to "Walk Away." I listened to the ballads on there. I guess. Mm-hmm. But anywho, yes, back to you. Sorry. I just wanted to. Yeah, I was like, I love the tangent though. It was awesome. <laughs> The next person is uh, Sade, and I have about, like, four of her songs on my Band at Love playlist because, listen, this lady is full of heartbreak, full of sometimes triumphantness, but usually then it lands in heartbreak times, and I absolutely adore her, and she is my unicorn next to unicorns. Like, she is my other spirit animal. And I literally, every single time, every day of my life, I go, what would Sade do? Because she is, like, the ultimate cool chick. And so I'm like, she's so cool. She's, like, the personification of it. Like, she just walks into a room and she's like, you know, hey. And she keeps it moving. And it's so amazing. And for someone like me who doesn't really have the best self-esteem, it's always kind of nice to have. Someone like that kind of being like, you know, you can do this too. So it was always good to have her as my uh, what would Jesus do person. So <laughs> she's on my my bracelet. What would Sade do? Not what would Jesus do? So she could do no wrong. Obviously, like I probably said before, she can 
kill a baby elephant, and I might understand it and be like, well, you know, she had a reason um, <laughs> for doing that. I will always love her. She's amazing. Obviously, she came out of retirement with Wrinkle in Time, song that she came out with, which is beautiful. Um, but I'm not expecting an album again until she's like 70. <laughs> and then I will be like scanning for her again. Like I have been anytime she comes to Minneapolis, I go and see her. Uh, and it's always been an amazing thing. So I'm very grateful to have seen her and to have seen Prince at least in my lifetime more than one time. So um, if she ever comes out of retirement again, if it's like her last, her share last leg tour, <laughs> I would be right up in there too going, yes, kiss of life. So she's amazing. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's soulful. She's a balladeer. And I absolutely adore her. So um, <laughs> this is No Ordinary Love by Sade. to you and I will not read them like I am reading them from Slam Poetry Contest. (laughs) I gave you all the love I've got. I gave you more than I could give. I gave you love. I gave you all that I have inside and you took my love. You took my love. Didn't I tell you what I believe? Did somebody say that a love like that won't last? Didn't I give you all that I've got to give baby? And uh, then we get to the chorus of, this is no ordinary love, no ordinary love, no ordinary love. And she keeps crying for them, keeps trying for them, keeps flying for them. She's falling, she's falling, she's falling. So she's just falling in love. And it's just a beautiful song of someone falling in love, (laughs) doing the most all about it. Hence why it's banned, or why it was banned. It's no longer banned. It's a beautiful song. When I hear it, I'm like, oh my god, she's such a beautiful singer. That's off of Love Deluxe, and that was in 1992. And I did find um, Vulture, New York Magazine's Vulture, has, um, like, they ranked all of her songs, of course, because a Wrinkle in Time song came out. So they ranked all of her songs, and then um, this is where their explanation was just about her in general was that her songs at the very be- at their very best ignore the distinction between de- between songs about flawless love and love betrayed the promise of the first and the inevitability of the other are contained in one another which is very true for this lovely lady and as we continue on in love deluxe and i feel like probably a lot of these no these other two Two are Love Deluxe and two are from Lovers Rock. So. That was going to be my question was whether or not all of them were from the same album. No. And I didn't even pick, like, from her first couple of albums where I used to stand, sit in my living room in the darkness before my parents came home from work and would just, like, sing, like, Sweetest Taboo and Is It a Crime and Stronger Than Pride. Anyway, you know, too much information about myself, guys. No, it's not. That's what this podcast is about. Practically oversharing. <laughs> we should have called it that instead. <laughs> Damn it. Hashtag practically Act. oversharing. Hashtag not bad at love. See, this is more upbeat. And I personally think that at this point in time, she had gotten, 
she was in a relationship. I don't know if she got married, but she was in love. Mm-hmm. And so some of these songs reflect that, and okay. particularly in Love Deluxe than in other albums. So um, this song is Kiss of Life, and it's also on Love Deluxe. And it goes, there must have been an angel by my side. Something heavenly led me to you. Look at the sky. It's the color of love. There must have been an angel by my side. Something heavenly came down from above. He led me to you. He led me to you. He built a bridge to your heart all the way. How many tons of love inside? I can't say. When I was led to you, I knew you were the one for me. I swear the whole world could feel my heartbeat. When I lay eyes on you, she goes off, you wrapped me up in the color of love. You gave me the kiss of life, kiss of life. You gave me the kiss that's like the kiss of life. And then she just talks about life and love and colors and blah, 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 blah. So happy song, a very upbeat song. It is like one of her most upbeat upbeat songs because then the rest of the time we're going downhill again. But it's really uplifting and lovely, and it's all about being in love and, and all like, no, the times of that happiness. Shit. And I'm like, fuck that shit. <laughs> not going there. Not playing it because I don't need to be reminded of the happy times, nor do I need to be reminded of the sad times. Fuck all the times. Mm-hmm. That should be a song. Fuck the times. So, okay. The next one is um, By Your Side, and this is on Love Deluxe, which is, no, this is on Lover's Rock. Too many love songs. Love titles. I was gonna say. Love albums. So it will read the words. You think I'd leave your side, baby. You know me better than that. Think I'd leave you down when you're down on your knees. I wouldn't do that. I'll tell you you're right when you're wrong, and if only you could see into me. When you're cold, I'll be there to hold you tight to me. When you're on my outside, baby, and you can't get in, I will show you you're so much better than you know. When you're lost and you're alone and you can't get back again, I will find you, darling, and I will bring you home. And if you want to cry, I am here to dry your eyes, and in no time, you'll be fine. So it's just like, at that point in my time, I think I I was with Sven and going through some other stuff, especially like with my depression and everything Mm -hmm. else. And it's always nice. It would always have been nice to know that someone was going to always be in my corner and be there for me. And that's Mm -hmm. always what I had been longing for. And I thought I had, but was realizing that that wasn't what I had. And so that's kind of where that song comes into play of like, you know, like, I'm here for you no matter what. Like, you're amazing. Like, you're great no matter what you do. I'm there. So, um, and vice versa. Right, right, right. So. um, You're like, that's not happening. Done. It's not happening. But also, again, slightly hopeful in terms of. The lyrics of the song, and, and you um, didn't want hope either. The moon. The no, I told you that I got rid of the hope as well. Like, there's no hope. So, this is the last song for my Sade collection of music. Uh, this is also on Lover's Rock, and it's every word.
So it goes, I saw a picture. How could you be so careless? How could you have done that to us? And I write this letter. I send it all back to you and every word you said. In there, oh, well, then she goes everywhere. Oh, well, whatever. Um, How could you have done that to us? You treated me like a stranger and all the time I was loving you. All of your sick moves, they were once innocent moves. I wanted to look up to you. I really trusted you and every word you said. And then she goes, and I was loving you like a child. All the time you were smiling the same smile and I was loving you like a child. I really trusted you and every word you said. And love is what the word was, was the word that they said. So that's, yeah. I mean, we could parallel that to me being that way to Sven, Mm. Bjorn being that way to me. Like, it's just all kind of a weird, twisty, gross ice cream swirl sandwich. (laughs) Was it hard for you to ban these songs, too? Like, would you not listen to the album because you banned them? Or would you just, like, skip over them when through any of these well I would never I mean I don't have to listen to albums anymore anymore but like during the time when you banned them like we were just sort of getting into not necessarily I mean all of these were banned because I was like on not Napster it used to be Rhapsody oh I see so it was like Rhapsody songs and like I literally on my iPod have different playlists and music so if those songs would come up I'd just fast forward through them or just skip it and move on to the next thing like, I literally could erase them. And you can't, if you're listening to an album back in the day, there would be no way, right? I guess you could. You could skip over it, like, lifting up the actual oh, yeah, turntable yeah. needle and then moving it to the next song. Sure. But in our age now of, like, music that's being on demand, I can literally skip over it. And for me, since I don't necessarily listen to, like, radio or even internet radio, for that matter, I make playlists and I listen to those songs. Mm-hmm. And so I can just... Not listen to those yes, songs if I choose to. Exactly. And they were literally banned from my life. Like, no. <laughs> not hearing it. Not doing it. Not anything. So, finally, we are leaving Sade. And we're going into 07. So, we're going into some, um, what are they, trip hop? Dubstep? Whatever. We're going to England. That's how that works. I know I've heard about them. I think I have one of their albums. I'm what like, I learned I about them was that for this Simple Things album and this particular song, Destiny, it's fucking Sia singing the song. This is I her song. So I was like, that's oh why my it God, sounded that's familiar. why I love it because I absolutely love Sia. All things she do, she sings. I'm like, oh my God, I love this song. Like, And they're her songs and I didn't know it. So this one is one of those songs. While I was no listening idea. to it, I was legitimately like, God, these sound so familiar. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, she was part of zero seven. This is straight up Bjorn time. Like, that's it. This was that time period of like, that was it. And so the song is Destiny, and it's I lie awake, I've gone to ground, I'm watching porn in my hotel dressing gown. Now I dream of you, but I still believe there's only enough. For one, in this lonely hotel suite. The journey's long, and it feels so bad. I'm thinking back to the last day we had. Old moon fades into the new. Soon I know I'll be back with you. I'm nearly with you. I'm nearly with you. When I'm weak, I draw strength from you. And when I'm lost, I know how to change your mood. And when I'm down, you breathe life over me. Even though we're miles apart, we are each other's destiny. 
as I eye roll. <laughs> it's a very beautiful song. It's lovely. It's lush. It's all the things so you could ever think of. Would you consider yourself a 180 from what you were? In terms of, like now? Yeah. Musically? No, not musically, just because you always consider yourself the Grinch of love. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't. I was given that moniker. Right. Mm-hmm. But would you say, like, back then? No. You were not at all? No. Okay. I think that's been evident. I'm just making sure, like, because it's just, yeah, it's different. No. I, obviously, I didn't know you during that time. Right. But this is a beautiful song, and I love it, and it's great, and... um Unfortunately for me, apparently as I go through this, I can literally string it back to a person, which is unfortunate. Um, And I shouldn't leave Phil out of these things, obviously. Like, some of the older songs obviously will work for him as well. But um, in my most recent memory, in my most recent time, and the reason why I banned most of these songs was my last two relationships. So this one is pretty funny. Corinne Bailey Ray, which I always get her name wrong. I always want to say Corinne Ray Bailey because it just flows better, but that's not her <laughs> name. And this is like a star. Remind me of Macy Star from just the way her voice goes. Just like a star across my sky. Just like a name below your name. You have appeared to my life. Feel like I'll never be the same. Just like a song in my heart, just like oil on my hands, all that's love. Still, I wonder why it is I don't argue like this with anyone but you. We do it all the time, blowing out my mind. You've got this look I can't describe. You make me feel I'm alive when everything else is so faint. Without a doubt, you're on my side. Heaven has been away too long. Can't find the words to write this song. Only to love you. I wonder why it is I don't argue like this with anyone else but you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, she won't let her guard down. Yada, yada, yada. So it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. And if I ever, like I said again, it'd probably be my wedding songs list. It's a beautiful song. I very distinctly remember this particular occasion where this was when... Uh, Bjorn and I were trying to, I can't remember which one is Bjorn and which one is Sven. I don't know what to tell you. Ah! Hold on. You can edit this out. I want to get it right because I think <laughs> I got my whites wrong. <laughs> well, we all look alike. Phil, Bjorn, 2007. Okay. Bjorn is Aaron. Okay. Got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yep. Okay. I had it right. <laughs> Like, oh my god, am I getting my Nordics wrong? Okay, so I was with Bjorn and we were in our friendship stage mm-hmm. after our relationship had ended. Um, and I use quotes for a relationship part. And we were sitting at this restaurant at the Mall of America. And they had live music playing. And they had someone play this song. Oh. And I'm sitting there with him. And I'm just like, why don't you fucking get it? Why can't you fucking get it? Why don't you see that this is this is supposed to be happening? Why can't you understand? And that was probably the point where I was like, this has got to kind of be done because this can't keep... It was so sad for me to mm. be in that place alone again. And again, for me, 
lyrics mean things. And right. so it was evoking that emotion, that feeling of like, you and I, oil and vinegar. We fight. It's crazy. It's hilarious. It's all of those things. Why can't you fucking see? So that's what that song was about. And so I did find something that she actually said about just her music in general. So she said, I'm drawn to those sad and beautiful moments in life, but I'm optimistic about love. I got married when I was 22 and I feel optimistic about that relationship. And you always hope that it will be forever if you do the work. But also my parents got divorced when I was a teenager. So I feel that mixture of complete hope. And I'm also painfully aware that things can go really wrong for people. What is love? Is it just a commitment that's, or something that can disappear, those things are always in the back of my mind. And unfortunately for her, her husband committed suicide. So um, there's that. But, you know, they're very sad. They evoke emotion. That moment for me was when I was like, I got to stop listening to these damn songs because not going to happen. So, um, um, so then there's this song that came out in 2007, Joss Stone. She's an English singer. She's a very soulful singer. Um, she, I can't remember when she, but she was like 14 or some young ass age when she had first come out. And then she got a little older. She wrote this song. And um, it's called Bruised But Not Broken. And it is what I was listening to as we literally had ended and I was trying to kind of rebound. So I'll continue. Had my heart kicked to the ground. Love ripped me up and tore me down. Baby. But that ain't enough to break me, cause I'll rise above it, and I'll pick myself up, and I'll dust the pain off my heart, and I'll be all right, and I'll love again, and the wounds will mend, I'm bruised but not broken, and the pain will fade, I'll get back on my feet, it's not the end of me, my heart is still open, I'm bruised but not broken. That did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a hopeful song, I'm like, yeah! that and then I was like no no I'm just bruised and broken and my heart closed I was like no it's something to aspire to especially as you go through these things and I literally I shit you not I was actually optimistic at the end of that whole thing Mm -hmm. I was like good luck for you may you find the 12 year old that you need you know that whole thing of like I don't regret this at all because it was an experience that we needed to have so you're saying that you got engaged to Becca, but mm-hmm, realized mm-hmm. Lauren was actually... Yeah, in the background. <laughs> or the background. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. And then I was like, fuck this shit. And then I was like, shoop. So exactly. You shut it down, you Grinch of love. I shut it down. I have now the Grinch of love. We used to call... I used to be called... Um, Diamond snatch because I was like my my snatch is oh. made of diamonds. So you were used to be one. Oh, I was gonna say I was like oh so you're one of the what is it what do they call the I don't know um, what you're talking about. They used to they call a vag is something where they would vajazzle vajazzle. No, I didn't vajazzle. <laughs> my heart is my my vagina area it's just a is just a diamond. Okay. Good luck trying to crack that nut is what <laughs> that meant. <laughs> I'm just imagining 
Like some guy getting there and then just being like, Bunk. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sound of the slush makes it all the worth of Ew, while. Yeah, but it would make sense, right? Because you should hopefully be aroused. So you're saying that the next person just needs to have a diamond saw for a dick. I don't know what a diamond saw is. It's a special saw that made cuts of diamond diamonds. that cuts through. Like it's, so it has. So he has to also have a diamond dick in order to meet my diamond snatch. Yes. There you go. Good luck, Break people. It have your diamond snatches. The rest of the songs are beautiful and amazing, and we will also link this um, playlist yes. to our, from our Spotify so that you can listen and also be sad. And so, um, yep. So that's it. Enjoy the rest of my <laughs> sad band songs and um, that aren't banned anymore. I think that's important to know. They're not banned anymore. No, they're they're beautiful songs. Because that means I, I probably met you around the time that you unbanned them. I mean, you knew me during that time right. period, yes, but it's not like we sit around and was like, girl, you know I got a bunch of bands. We didn't songs. know that shit, no. So we didn't know that like, much about each other at all, no. Well, I mean, we, we knew, but I just... We learned quite a lot about each other. I just never really exposed this level of myself, right? So Everybody's got a band song or two. There's layers, but I have like 15, so there you go. All right, um, you ogre. They're no longer banned. Life is good. The 80s are great. The 90s are amazing. 2000s, mm. Tens, not so great. But good luck with you with the music. Good luck in the twenties is what you're saying. Good luck in the twenties. <laughs> Don't know what you're gonna hear because it'll probably be some freaking like uh, barbershop quartet music because our president is a thousand. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly. All right. So now we can talk about your. And I actually crushes. do have celebrity crushes because duh. But we are going to focus this part on you because you had no songs. So, because you don't believe in love songs. Well, it's not that I don't believe in them. It's just I really legitimately have to be in the mood for anything. Like, um, like if you're on Spotify, you know that um, you, after a year, they give you like a, here's everything you've listened to. Oh, no. And they give you like this FAQ sort of to what your listening style is, oh. what you do. Uh-huh. And they, they're always trying to shove also mm-hmm. other music yeah, at you music all the time. Um, but at the end, they're kind of like, here's your most listened to album. Here's like your most whatever. Was it and Hamilton? Uh, Hamilton and Steven Universe album came out. Oh, so it's like those two. <laughs> And Justin Timberlake. (laughs) JT is in my playlist. He is. I was shocked. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those were like my top three albums or whatever, which is hilarious to me. But then they also were like, here's how many times you've skipped songs. (laughs) And it was like something in like the 650 to 700 range. They're like, this is how many times you've this year skipped songs. Uh And they're like, you're above average. (laughs) (laughs) Just. And listen to the Steven Universe and the fucking JT album. <laughs> Which I did. And then Hamilton. But, like, for the most part, like, what would happen? Because I have a specific playlist that I'm always continuously changing where I'm like, okay, I'm in the mood for these songs more. And then these ones, after I skip them, like, quite a few times, I go back and change it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm just going to get rid of them kind of thing. And, like, that's what happens is that, like, one day I might be in the mood for, you know, Ingrid Michaelson and... The next day, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not in the mood for that right now. Sure, but you have see for me, I have different playlists for those oh. situations. Yeah, I, I have like that. a catch-all of like a song I'm really liking now, and I have to play all the time. Right, and then I have like, and that's what I mean, mellow or active or like neo soul or I you do know, have that sort of stuff. Several. And I just switch between them. 
but I guess I, I'm not as active as that. Like, I have my writing list, so when I go writing mm-hmm. on a binge, I'm like, okay, here's what I listen to, which is just essentially a whole bunch of video game music. And then I have my, like, list of, like, when people come over because nobody what likes my kind of, of video music. Game music? Um, Dragon Age, I have, like, almost all their albums on there. Skyrim is really good. Skyrim music is, like, phenomenal, especially, like, Elder Scrolls Online. Like, it's really good music because it's... It's because my type of writing, like when I'm writing novelistic type st- stuff, it's more of the fantasy, sci-fi, that kind of stuff anyway, more fantasy. It's just so good and it gets you in the mood for things. And because I play video games, mm-hmm. like when a certain song comes on, just like a movie or something, and you're listening to that, you're like, oh, this is good. If I'm writing this type of scene, I want to listen to this. So so it's more that I listen to that when I make jewelry too. Mm-hmm. I'll either listen to that or, you know. Otherwise, it's if I'm specifically in the mood for something, I just go to that album and I'm like, that's what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a story there where uh, Spotify, A, judges you. Good thing I don't really pay attention or I don't use Spotify. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but also, I don't know, maybe I'm just not the average person who listens to music. No, it doesn't appear so. So, yeah. But you know what you should do is that you should make your own music company, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it's like a Spotify, but for gamers. What do you mean? They already have that kind of stuff out there. Like, there's a whole, it's called Radio Hyrule, and it's only Zelda music. And so, yeah, but it's just it's a Zelda radio music, and stuff. But like, yeah. And then they have a Nintendo one where, like, you can go onto that one. It's all internet radio, though. Yeah, I get so. it. But you could do your own internet radio, but you can mash them all together. That would be great. Right. That would be, uh, I would do that all day, See? every day. There you go. They have an entire one that's dedicated to this, almost sad, but Animal Crossing is a video game that is in real time. So, like, when you're playing the game. Is that that stupid game you showed me the other day? That one's the mobile one. Uh-huh. But, yeah, the yeah. other one is, like, it's in real time as mm-hmm. well. And so they have different music for every hour mm-hmm. in the game. And so there's a website dedicated to, like, you can just listen to the music that's happening at that time in that hour. Either happy or kind of, like, calm or... Listen. I listen to a lot of Zelda relaxing music. Like, when I meditate, I'll just pop on, like, Breath of the Wild, just, like, their relaxing music from that video game. And I just meditate to that. Wow. So. I'm not going to say that I don't <laughs> understand this portion of it. I was a big Sims player in the early aughts, and I get it. Like, you can get their, their stupid music that they were playing on the radio and all that yeah. stuff like that, and it would kind of, like, stick in your mind. I get it. 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 It's not like I'm listening to the Me Shop channel music all the time. So. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Well. What's anyway, shop? Tell me now. Oh, well, so the we, W-I-I, uh-huh. had a me, W-I-I, or M-I-I. You have your me characters. Uh-huh, yes. So then if you go into, like, their shop. Oh, the dun-dun-dun-dun. Yes. Yes. So it's not like, I own that song. It's not like I listen to that song. Why do you own that song? Because there's a time in life when you could download music. I wish. Oh, my God, I love it. Because I like Korean dramedies and that music we have right now reminds me of that. Um, but literally, like, uh, there was a time when you could download music through Google if you had a specific, like, little code you could pop in there and then you'd type in the song. And I was looking for music and I was just looking for Nintendo music and someone had, like, all that random music and I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And then I have it on my iPod and so when I'm listening to that or whatever in the car, randomly, because I just hit shuffle, shuffle, you know, on, like, all songs yep. and it would come up and I'd just be like, 
that's funny. And I'd listen to it because it's like a minute long. And I'd just be like, this is hilarious. It's like I'm buying, it's like I'm playing my Wii right now, buying the game. <laughs> See, that's funny. So, question. <laughs> yes. Do you, you probably, I'm not sure the answer to this. I'm not sure, whatever. Do you have like, because we have iPods and all right. that shit like that. Do you have songs on your iPod that you that are that you took from like Paramours per se, like or some portion oh, of your iPod? Oh, you mean like someone that I was like like we because yes, you do the mixtape kind of thing where you're like oh, yeah, you're like oh let's share this music. song right or share um, these musics. I have a bunch of that shit that I can I... get rid of from Bjorn. <laughs> I have one from college. And he was the one who mostly got me into more indie music. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some stuff that I think that I feel like I just kind of grew out of. Like I listened to it at the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm super into it. I mean, like, for instance, Enya. I was oh, so my. into her. I was so into her when I was a kid. And then Lord of the Rings came out. And I was like, she's doing the music. And I was so, like, happy and everything. Now when I listen to Enya, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I mean, it's nostalgia, but I'm not like super into her. Her latest album is pretty decent, but like I'm, I'm not cringing into right now. I you you don't work, like her anymore? I used to work at a chiropractor office back in the day. This <laughs> is when like her sail away, sail, sail, sail away, sail away. She played it at fucking nauseum. Like every minute it was like and I'm just like I'm gonna fucking kill so I hate Enya for that reason. For that reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, when I used to work at a certain game store, um, they had certain music. Like, that's what, during the time when I was in college that, I mean, they sort of maybe did it back in the day, but, like, this was now more of, like, certain video games now had more than just, like, their original soundtrack. They would actually take music from real things. And so, like, PlayStation would play... Uh, Whatever that Firefly song was. So while everybody in Under the Moon is in love with this Firefly song by Owl something or whatever. Owl City. Owl City, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, I fucking hated it. Because it would play every two minutes or whatever. After it was done, two minutes of going through other games. And then would come right fucking back to it. And I'd want to shoot someone. Because I'd be like, this is stupid. Like, I... Ugh, it was the worst. It's so not like, the butterfly song, is it? No, it's called Fireflies. The, it's like, oh, the Fireflies fire song. That's what it is. Like, I fucking hate So everyone loved that song. And to me, I had two different reasons to kind of despise it. One of it was playing all the time. Second one is I was like, it just sounded, Owl City to me was a postal service wannabe. And so, see? See? Um, so it was one of those things where I was just like, why is Postal Service singing this really ridiculous, stupid song? Oh, this is, thank God it's not Postal Service. Also, oh my God. I add that to this band so, of love songs. <laughs> it's more of like, I don't listen to it because it's just, it's banned because ugh, I had to listen to it all the time. So I grew out of most of my music. Yes. And it was a stupid thing to it. It was with a monkey. Like, whatever monkey stupid. It was right when they came out. Because the Wii was super popular. And the PlayStation was really making fun of the fact that they had their remote control devices. And their nunchuck. And they were like, ah, whoever likes that. Well, then they realized, shit. 
Nintendo's making a shit ton of money off of this. We got to get in on it, too. So they got the stupid magic wand that just has a ball at the end of it. And that was one of the games that had some sort of monkey shit. And now <laughs> they would have this song playing with this animated monkey going crazy around. And all I want to, like, I could not wait until the end of the day when we could just shut off the freaking monitor and be done. And just be done. So... It was one of those things where, like, if the manager wasn't in, we would purposely turn down the volume on all of our stuff so you wouldn't have to listen to it. And then they'd, like, come back in and they'd be like, why the hell is this all that? And I'd be like, I don't know. It must be something Someone happened. did something. Fireflies. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's more of those. Those are my band songs and more of that. So, I mean, like, I don't even listen to Jewel the same way anymore. Well, who fucking does? First of all, Jewel is on the goddamn Hallmark Mysteries and, and really? channel. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. We should watch one of those then. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, I that was one of the first albums that, like, my dad bought me. And it was one of those, like, I didn't know who she was. I just listened. Like, I knew all the lyrics to everything because it was on the radio. So he bought me that because he knew that I was singing it all the time. And then when I finally, like... It was a Christmas gift. And he was like, you listen to it all the time. I was like, thanks. And like a couple months later, I was like, I should probably listen and see what's on here then. And I, and I was like, oh my God, my dad knows who I am. Like, it was such a revelation. I'd be like, he knows me. What? Aww. So yeah, I mean, obviously her latest albums aren't as what I was up to. I don't listen to her as much anymore. So. Does she even make, I don't know if she makes music still. The last one I know is The Good by Alice in Wonderland, which just is essentially like Elton John's like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, it reminded me of. So, anywho, so I apparently listen to music like a stupid shithole person. I skip over things. I wait until, like, I'm in a certain mood. I don't like use music to change my mood necessarily because uh-huh. I'm like, fuck that shit. It's more of like, click, click, click. Yep, this is where I'm at. That's great. So Jules' show is the Fixer Upper Murder Mysteries on the Hallmark Mysteries Wait, channel. So, so is she like the main character? Yeah. Oh my god, I had no clue this oh my is god. her life. Oh no, this is a thing that we're going to do once. Oh, we're going to watch one. I actually really want to do this. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> because I will. that is I'm exciting. Gonna... That's like finding out Vanilla Ice went into the contractor world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, wait, he builds houses now? Yeah, DIY. <laughs> But meanwhile, let me show you Speaking my Speaking of heartthrobs. <laughs> All right. She's got a bunch of shit here. Actually, I do, on. sort of. Let me take a photograph. Hold on. Let me move it out a posterity little bit. Sake. And I think that's a good point for us to stop. And we will continue the conversation. You stop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at the next uh, episode of Bad at Love. That's what this podcast is about. Practically oversharing. <laughs> we should have called it that instead. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>